I'd be telling my parents that I want to put it into the patriarchal tradition of having, you know, my suitor ask my dad for my hand in marriage. I was like, you know what? I might switch it up, have him ask my mama. And I asked my mom, like, what would you tell a man who wanted to marry me? And she's like, I would probably tell him that you're expensive, but I don't see why it matters because you don't have any suitors anyway. And I'm just like, that last part wasn't needed. It's a fuck a lot of hands, motherfucker. what's up y'all welcome back to whatever episode of the podcast this is i really did not look this week is just me the mic and a vibe that's all i got all right this week is viewers choice week we had a little trivia you know what i'm saying shout out to nala our winner of the trivia question last week um so yeah we're we're getting right into it all right the first thing i need to say is finding a quiet place in my house to record is the most fucking difficult task. I live in this old ass house, you know, love there. I love this girl, you know, I love her so much, love my house, but she's so fucking noisy, all right? The ghost that lives in the walls is always making noise whenever she fucking feels like it. And you know, as my dad would say, the house is just settling. Into what? What is it settling into? There's always creaks and, uh, all right? So I'm just having a little difficult time. I was on the couch. I was in my bedroom. I was in the office. I was in the bathroom. I have been every single solitary place in this house. So if you can hear background noise, no, you can't. All right. But yeah, y'all. Thank you for coming back and joining us this week. Um, you know, we're a day late and a dollar short. But thusly, we are back at it like a bad habit. I was so fucking exhausted. I fell asleep at like 4 55 p.m and i woke up at 5 a.m today so that yesterday posting yesterday it did not stand a chance there was no way it was gonna happen but here we are going at it all right so yeah our our viewers choice question last week was you know what do i say at the end of every episode our viewer uh we had a viewer get the answer right and the prize was you know that viewer was able to why do I keep saying viewer listener I don't have a you I don't have a show I don't know y'all um I told y'all I slept for like 16 hours I'm a little discombobulated so shout out to our winner at nala.cm underscore forgetting what we say at the end of every episode and then choosing what she wanted to hear this week was dating horrors i want to hear the rest of the stories you discussed in your last episode look y'all um i'm not just gonna continue to embarrass myself on the internet like this all right uh but yes i am all right let's get into it so i last week you know on the valentine's day episode i talked about a few of you know my dating instances that were like really poignant to me like that I really feel like developed how I see relationships and how I feel about them so there were some other (laughs) examples that I was like well I'm not gonna talk about them and I guess you know our our viewers choice winner has spoken and we gonna get into them the first thing I want to say though y'all is that like I really have like given up and I know that is such a terrible thing to say like I'm young I'm fly, I'm flying I'm fine you know I'm turnt and <laughs> 
I I really have no reason to be as jaded about dating as I am. But I think that is something that is true for a lot of like women my age, specifically like millennial women. Like we're just kind of over it. You know, dating is, you know, low risk and low reward. So it really does not make a lot of sense to enter into it these days you know what I mean um one of the other because like I be when I tell y'all that like my dating background and my like situationship background and my entanglement background is so fucking messed up that you know I I don't even be telling people about it I just be lying like yeah you know I date nice guys they they have jobs no they don't no they don't you know what I mean my past is just littered with trash bag men, okay, trash bag men, all right, and they, sometimes they be liars, sometimes they be cheaters, sometimes they be married, we not, we don't have to get into all of that, but yeah, y'all, one of the examples that I talked about last week was the guy that I met at my sister's house, and my sister said I was uh, attention starved, and I said, yes, bitch, that's so easy for, you know, a bitch with a man to say, so, um, I had started talking to that dude, you know, and, you know, go, I would say go back and listen to the other episode because I, I won't be explaining it again. <laughs> and y'all, I'm embarrassed enough. All right. This is the dude with the text message signature, y'all, just to jog your memory a little bit. Okay. But I'm, I'm embarrassed enough. We don't have to keep doing this to me. All right. So y'all, let me just tell y'all that this dude, like, I thought he was cool at first. Like it was a little weird. Cause at first he told me it was 30 and then like, we were a couple weeks into dating or not dating. We were like kind of texting back and forth or whatever. And he was like, Oh, well it's my birthday. And I'm like, Oh, you know, you're 31. He's like, no, I'm 34. And I'm just like, Oh, well, I don't know why I thought you were 30. Like I really thought, yeah, you know, and I'm like, I was being gaslit, you know, uh, I was my, my own recall and memory was being undermined. You know, I didn't know that at the time because I was still pretty young. I want to say I was no older than like 21. And so, um, I like, we started talking and he's like, oh, well, it's my birthday. I really don't have any plans. Like, why don't you and I go to the cheesecake factory? And I was just like, that's a lot of pressure for, you know, just started talking to this nigga a week and a half ago basically and you want to do a one-on-one birthday date at the cheesecake factory and I was also like young and broke so I was just like well what if he wants me to pay for it like I had a little bit of money and for the most part like if I needed more money I could get it from uh, my dad thankfully my parents don't listen to this podcast uh my dad used to slide me money under the table all the time um so I was like yeah if I need some more money I can just like ask my dad for it so um I was just like there was just a lot of pressure so I kind of like I was a little trifling in this regard because I was like I don't know this just feels super intimate like if I like if we had been together for a while I'd be like yep like a one-on-one date for a birthday sounds great but this was just like it felt way too intimate too early on so I just kind of (laughs) lied and I was like um I gotta work like did not have a job did not have anything to do I was on the couch with my daddy watching westerns not a care in the world right so I just had to be careful because like I said you know, if you go back to the last episode, this dude was a friend of my sister's neighbor. So I used to hang out at my sister's. I basically lived there. I was at my sister's house all the time. So, and my car is super recognizable. It was blue. It was a fishbowl. Like, you know, you, you can tell what my car is, you know, from a mile away. So 
I have to like be careful like when I'm lying to him and <laughs> not go to my sister's house. But like y'all, I really like he was very like over like everything was so very overwhelming so very early on. Like we um he definitely like wanted to do a lot of like super like girlfriendy stuff like oh, why don't you come with me to like, you know, my best friends or like I don't know he's like his brother or something has something and I'm just like I don't even know you like that like what are you trying to do all these one-on-one events for you know what I mean like it was super intimate super early on and I'm just like getting real scared draw but the thing is, is that like you know the 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 all in all in all you know I, I'm starting to see you know this man in in his, in his entirety you know and I'm also like this is low ridiculous. So he invites me to his place one night because I was I was chilling and I was just going to smoke by myself and, you know, have a little um, I was going to like order something and then go back and eat it in my room or some shit like that. I don't know. I was still living at home with my parents at the time. So my plans were very like they were minimal because, you know, I had a black parent. I was 21. I still had a curfew. You know what I mean? I, my plans were making plans when I was living at home with my parents. It was difficult, but nonetheless, I was, I was, he invited me over. He was like, you know, let's kick it. Let's hang out. Woo, woo, woo. So I'm just like, okay. So he sends me his address and I like, I know the area of town that he lives in. And I was just like, Hmm, I don't really want to go over there. I was like, and because it was especially because it was getting kind of dark, and I was just like, I know that neighborhood, and I don't want to be over there when the sun's down. So I was like, okay, like I could stop by for a little bit. So I go over there, right? And it's weird because like whenever I like I had gone to dude's house in the past, and they usually like meet me at the front or they tell me like what door to go in. But he was like sitting in his car, and I'm just like, okay, cool. So I get out of my car, I get in his car. You know, it's fun, it's whatever. Like he's, uh, I had literally like I had also made plans to go to a party with my friend because I was like that'll incentivize me to not be in the hood all night long. So <laughs> I was like, uh, let me. So I was like, okay um oh like I can't stay like I gotta go to this party my homegirl woo woo so we sitting in this car talking and he's like okay okay like you look good woo woo because I had on like my little party outfit um and so we sitting in the car chilling you know I'm like why you invited me to your, like who living there your wife like just joking or whatever he's like no 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 so we go I'm like so he's like oh well you want to come upstairs I was like yeah sure like it's, it's kind of chilly out here like I mean you got the heat on but like you know going inside that's cool like we could chill so, and like, I was still pretty young, y'all. I was like 19, 20, 21 ish. So, I really did not fuck with a lot of dudes who like had their like own place. Like, you know, they might be have their own door because they live in a mama basement or they got their own like private, you know, area in their daddy house, whatever the case may be. So, I was like, oh, okay. Like, he 34. And also, like, keep in mind, I'm young and naive because I'm like, oh, I'm fucking with an older dude. Like, he, he gonna be on it. Woo woo. So, um, I, he takes me to like the side of a house and there's like kids' toys all over the place, like little bikes and, little you know the little red and yellow like little thing that you got to push with your feet and so I'm like you got kids and he like nah those they kids and I was just like who the fuck is they so we walk like to the side and there's like this wooden staircase that like goes up to like a door and so we walk up this wooden staircase to this door into like this room that's completely dark and I'm just like 
okay. And I was just like, so I'm like, oh, like, what? It, and he, and first of all, the thing that I noticed, I was talking at my normal voice. This nigga gets a shush at me. And I was just like, what the hell? And he was like, oh, you know, they sleep. And I'm like, who the fuck is they? And he was like, well, it's they house. And I was like, what, your mama, your daddy, like your grandma, like, what? who is they? And he was like, no, the people that like they own the house. And I'm like, so you're just renting this room from them? He like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not trying to judge y'all because I'm like, you know, I'm li- I live with my parents, you know, so I'm just like there. I have no moral high ground here. But from the way that he was explaining it, like, oh, yeah, my place and my place and my place. I, I'm thinking he has a space to himself. But no, he rents a room from these people with kids who got their own house in a hood. Let me just add that little caveat. And baby, it's not a luxurious space. It's dark as fuck in here. And I'm like, can you turn on a light? This nigga turn on a damn TV. And I'm like, can I go to the bathroom? And he like, well, that's in the hallway. And you know, they sleep. And I was like, you can't even use the fucking bathroom. And then child, I'm so, I'm looking around. He like, oh, sit down, sit down. Cause he got, it's a bed in there and that's it. And he like, oh, sit down, sit down. And I'm like, hell fucking no. I child when I tell you that the only person who cared about my fucking safety in this establishment was the fucking roaches that I saw crawl out I was so fucking disgusted and embarrassed with myself I said how the fuck did I get here with this nigga who roaches are nicer than him all right because I'm walking around and the roach asked me if I want something to drink you know what I'm saying? The roach is concerned that I'm hydrated and and he gets to go minding his business. And the other roach is like, you know, you shouldn't even be fucking with him for real. The, ro- the roach is trying to warn me. So I'm just like, you know what? Um, I'm gonna just have to go ahead and I'm gonna just have to head out. And I want you to take care. <laughs> like I was y'all when I tell y'all, I was the stupidest bitch on this fucking earth. The one roach was like, you know, I wouldn't sit on that bed. And so I didn't because I was like, well, uh, Roach Sean told me that I shouldn't sit on the bed. So I won't. Uh, his roach friend, Jeremy, offered me something to drink. Um, and the other roach, Roach Earl, was like, hell yeah, it's dark as hell in here. Right, Roach Earl? I'm, I'm saying like, your roaches got manners and you don't. Well, the fuck you got me in this dark ass establishment in somebody else's fucking house at 10 o'clock at night like you trying to do something, okay? When I tell you, I sent that SOS text to my best friend. I'm like, girl, you know what the fuck it is. She called me like, oh yeah, you got to come right now, right now. And I'm like, all right, bitch, I'm on the way. So I had to, um, I had to leave. I, I left because obviously I'm not staying in this. And the crazy thing is, is that he saw the roach. I saw the roach. We saw the roach. And he really thought he was still about to get him some. I'm just like, baby, these roaches are on the lease, okay? This is their space as much as it is yours. And they're feeling very disrespected by the fact that they weren't consulted before you had a guest over, all right? I'm not doing this, all right? Your roaches have feelings. So I'm over here just trying to like, recombobulate myself I don't even know if that's a fucking word I'm trying to get myself to you know what I'm trying what's that one sound I'm trying to get myself together I can't even get my motherfucking self together 
I'm like, how the fuck? And so then, and that's, I like, when I tell y'all I swiped, deleted his fucking number, I was like, I'm never talking to this nigga again. He texted me. I'm, and I'm just lying. You know, the, this nigga with the text message signature and the friendly ass roaches is hitting my line. <laughs> just like, how the fuck did I get in this position? What did I do to deserve this? What is my karmic imbalance that has landed me here? So he like kept texting me and keep in mind, y'all, I told this man lives next door or his friends live next door to my sister. So he could just decide, let me just pull up on them to see if this bitch over there. And let me tell you that, like, you know, at the time, um, you know, my sister used to let me park in the garage sometimes. So I'd just be like, can I please just park in the garage? And she used to be like, no. But I did convince her a couple of times to just let me park in the garage because I told her I was hiding from somebody and I was. So anyway, y'all, I lied and I told him that I moved to Texas <laughs> and then I like stopped responding to messages and shit because I was just like, this is a lot. And at the time, you know, I was not a good communicator. I was not, you know, very good with confrontation, especially with men. And I was just like, how do I lie my way out of this? And so he had texted me one day. He was like, you full of shit and lies. And I was just like, okay, babe. I, I wasn't even going to try to argue with him because I knew I was full of shit and I was full of lies. So <laughs> was like you got it you really hit the nail on the head with that statement you ate me the fuck up i i have no retort i have no response because you are correct so i just let it go every once in a while he would text me and be like i miss you you were supposed to be with me we were supposed to be together and i'm like where was he getting these ideas from I didn't even respond to his text message in a timely manner. Like, I it would be like three business days and he I would respond to what you're doing with damn. <laughs> no information. No my bad for missing this, y'all. I just let me tell y'all that like early dating me. I was just fucking with niggas who wanted to fuck with me. I was, like I said on the last episode, I was not an active participant. I was not, you know making choices for myself I was just like oh he want to fuck with me well I'll fuck with him because I really don't have many other options you know I was just out here doing you know what the fuck ever so in other situations especially as I like got older like I moved out I I was on my own and then you know I started dating more I started like I started doing other activities you know um and I was just like, you know, this is this is what it means to be. I thought I was on living single. OK, I thought I was fucking uh, Sinclair. I thought I was no, nah, I was low key Khadijah. OK, but no, I was like I was I was doing I was like, OK, you know, I got it. I got it. So as I started to and but the thing is, is that I still really did not know how to date. Like I was kind of on the apps. I was kind of not on the apps. I was like kind of like going out and trying to meet people like I was kind of trying to do but I was not committed to any of those things like I wasn't really on the apps and the apps that I were on were like for mm, a little boom bam pow but they were not for you know <laughs> an actual connection so I was like I keep fucking with these raggedy trifling ass niggas right so fast forward 
a few years and I started y'all I, I know I told y'all this I used to work at a jail so when I was working at the jail there were a lot of you know eligible men within the jail so to speak but you know I'm here to do a job I'm really not trying to fraternize and what's crazy is that like because I, I did end up leaving the jail and I would see people who I worked with at the jail and they're like we thought you was mean. And I'm just like, I thought I was so nice. Like I responded to emails so courteously and I would answer, I would, you know, get on the phone and I'd be like, oh, you know, you have a wonderful day. But apparently, you know, because I was so matter of fact, like people would try to throw in like a little piece of personal banter and I'd be like, so anyway, your payroll. (laughs) And I just thought that I was like, you know, setting that work, that professional boundary. Like, I don't want anybody to think that, you know, um, I'm trying to, you know, get the, you know, especially because I was payroll, I was human resources. I don't want nobody to think that I'm trying to like get them to tell on they. So I don't know, whatever the case was, because I was also like, you know, connected to investigations and connected to all this other stuff. So I don't want people to think that, you know, I'm trying to do anything other than my job. Woo, woo, woo. So this one dude that I worked with at the jail who had a girlfriend at the time, like I knew this because um, I knew the girl he was dating, but I he didn't know that. So um, when I leave the jail, I guess they have broken up. So I found him. He came up with my suggested friends on either Instagram or Facebook. I do not remember where any of this took place, but I like, he was okay. Like he was like a nice guy. Every time he would like come see me about payroll, he would like, you know, have like a little funny story to tell me about like the the inmates or I don't know, like he was just always like going out of his way to be nice to me. And I thought that that was nice because, you know, everybody else at that place hated me because I was so like, you know, matter of fact, I was so like, okay, professional, professional, professional. So, you know, he had asked me to do a few things for him while I was working there, but like things that were within my job, like, you know, he needed me to do an employment verification for him because he was trying to get a mortgage and all this extra stuff. So I'm just like, oh, you know, good for him. Woo woo. woo. So I did these things for him. And, you know, he was very grateful. Um, and that, that I thought that was the end. I thought he was just grateful because I had done my job. I never read into things. And apparently he's like, man, like I was flirting with you this whole time and you just kept shutting me down. And here's the thing. I'm a fucking idiot. And like, it's not on purpose. I'm dumb. Like, if you're flirting with me, I need you to make that known. Like I, and it's because in the workplace, baby, when I tell you, uh, Yes, this is a professional endeavor. Uh, here are the deliverables you asked for. Uh, you have a pleasant day. Um, I, none of the chicanery, none of the tomfoolery. It's n- it's none of it's going down. None of it. It's not going down. It's not happening like that. So, like, fast forward to me quitting this job. He comes up in my suggested friends. I'm gonna say it's Instagram because I really I don't really fuck with Facebook. So I followed him because I was like, oh, he was such a nice guy. Like, you know. I follow him, but that's it. I was just like, oh, and he immediately follows me back and DMs me, right? So I'm just like, oh, okay. And he's like, because, you know, I worked in a jail, so it's super formal. People used to call me Miss, you know. So he's like, hey, you know, Miss such and such. And I'm just like, okay, like, you know, you know, you can just call me by my first name. Like, I don't work. Even when I was working at the jail, I would be like, you can just call me by my first name. So um he gets to be in like he we just get to talking and he's and he's just asking for like updates like oh what are you up to and I'm like oh yeah you know I'm in I'm working here and I'm doing this like you know so good to hear from you you know I hope you're doing well you know additionally um 
So I was just keeping it like pretty light, pretty cool. And then he's like, oh, well, can I text you? And I was just like, sure. Even then I'm like, oh, well, you know, he just wants to catch up, you know, just wants to chat. And so I had, um, so I gave him my number and I'm just like, oh, cool. And like, he was like, you know, when he was, when he, when I was working there, people used to come with to me with tax questions and, you know, I do volunteer tax prep. So I have like some limited answers. Like I by no means am familiar with the entire tax code, but I can answer basic questions. And, you know, so they, so he was asking me about like tax questions and he was asking me about his 401k. He was asking me about investing. And so I'm, you know, I'm giving him the answers. I'm like, oh yeah, well, you know, we really didn't have to do a lot of investing. Like our, um, cause you know, the, the jail was a state job. So I'm like, we're just automatically invested into, you know, a mutual fund, like just giving him like, you know, here's the returns, here's whatever. So he's like, can I call you? And it's like 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, this is suspicious. <laughs> and so at the time I was with my best friend, I was like, he wants to call me. I was like, is that weird? And she's like, no, like, that's not weird. Like he, he wants to talk. And I was just like about investment options at 10. And I'm just like, cool. Like, so he calls me and we are talking about like investing. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, he's a correctional officer. Like, his, his schedule, it's like this. So we're talking about investment opportunities. And then eventually we do get to like questions that are like, oh, well, where your man at? He don't mind you on the phone with niggas at 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, sir, you're getting a little personal. <laughs> and my best friend is like, bitch, he, he asked to call you at 10 o'clock at night. He trying to get more than personal, bitch. And I'm just like, oh. I can't even believe this. So we get to talking, y'all. And he, like, asking me, like, you know, what you be doing and, like, what kind of niggas you be fucking with. And I'm just like, mm, I don't really know. And at this point, like, I knew him from work. And, like, I thought he was nice. But I wasn't attracted to or interested in him. But like I said, y'all, I was not a very, I'm not a, I wasn't an active participant. So, you know, we end up wooty wooty woo having a little short stint or whatever. And um, we just like stopped talking. And, you know, we had FaceTimed a couple of times and we had conversations where he would say shit like, oh, well, what would you do for a nigga like me? Like, I got a job where I work late and woo woo woo. And I'm just like, well, I have a job too. So he's like, so you telling me like you wouldn't cook if you had a man who like worked like this? And I was just like, I don't cook for myself and I work currently like I don't I don't get what you're saying here so we very we very clearly had unaligned views and like I I, I was I had no malice like I had no negative feelings toward this man so I'm just like well I'm gonna stop reaching out like and not on no like trying to ghost him type shit like I'm just gonna stop being the person to reach out first because like I, I realized that like I'm not really interested <laughs> so we, I just like stopped talking to this nigga, right? And so like he would reach, I would, and there were a couple of times that I did reach out because it was like his birthday. So I said like, happy birthday or some shit. And then I was just like, I think I said like, happy new year or some shit like that. I don't know. Like he was still cool. He was still nice. Woo woo. So we did end up like stop talking like for a while. And so he like came back into my life. Like I want to say end of last year and on some like, you know, every time he want to see me, he want to come to my house at like 10 o'clock at night type shit. And I'm just like, so one day I was like, 
oh, well, if you just want to come over and like link at 10 o'clock, like I'm not really interested in that. And so he, he did text me a little earlier that day, like 4 p.m. type shit. And I'm just like, mm. but like I'm just responding to a pattern. Like every time you want to come see me, it's 11 o'clock at night and you want to come to my house. I don't want you over here. So he was like, actually, I texted you earlier and woo, woo, woo. And that was my fault. I was out with my mama. And I didn't respond because I'm like, all he's going to want to do is come over. So he was like, I wanted to get a drink and woo, woo, woo. And I'm just like, okay, well, if I misinterpreted what you were asking for, that's on me. But, um, you know, I'm not like just interested in like a little entanglement. And he was just like, next time ask before you assume. And I'm just like, okay, thank you. And that was it. Like, <laughs> I'm like, you not hurting me by being upset and like trying to, re- I'm like, you checked me. Okay. I have considered me checked. I have been checked. All right. You read me, you ate me up, whatever the fuck. Okay. Like the fact of the matter is, is that I still don't want this. Like, you know what I mean? So I realized then that I'm like, why the fuck do I keep letting these niggas decide whether or not they want to fuck with me? So I was just like, I need to start being like, I need to choose. So like at that fucking moment, cause I had also been fucking with this nigga. Oh no, I can't say that. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, <laughs> cause <laughs> never mind. I forget I even mentioned that, but like, I want to tell it y'all I'm I'm so sorry I just I can't um I can't but um no but even in the past like there was this nigga that I met like literally like five years ago and he would text me like we he would hit me up like every once in a while he moved out of the state for a while he would still message me on some what you doing I'm in town let's link and for a minute like I was fucking with him like you know, we would link or whatever the case was, we would go get something to eat, whatever. So I'm just like, I don't want to fuck with him. So I'm going to stop. And that was like the first time that I had like actionably, you know, released a nigga that I was fucking with because like, you know, I, I had never been like, I was never the person to do that. So it was so empowering to me to be like, when he had hit me up, he was like, oh, well, you know, you gonna be mine. Cause I guess he was moving back to my city. And he was like, you know, you gonna be mine. And I was like, I'm gonna keep it a stack. Like, I really don't see this going anywhere further than it is right now and that's not something that I'm interested in like you know I think you're cool and I think that we had fun the time that we were fucking together but I think it is unfair to the both of us to keep participating in something that neither of us see longevity in um a lot of those words were really big so he like asked for a lot of clarification (laughs) and I was just like you know at the end of the day this is over like whatever the fuck it is it's over and I felt like really good about that because like he just kind of slithered in and out of my life and I'm like why the fuck do I keep letting men do me like this like they just get to dog me out they get to flake on me they just get to lie to my face they get to do the opposite of what they say they're gonna do they get to and they just and they get to stay like that's not the case anymore you know what I mean like I'm like I don't want to fuck with these niggas and additionally right so we the whoopty woo you know what I mean like everyone I'm an adult you're hopefully you listening to this you might be an adult Every once in a while, you just, you, you want a wooty woo you know what I'm saying? And that's okay. I, I personally do not do the wooty woo very often because I just, 
don't. So it has been, and I can go a while without Wooty Woo, and <laughs> I'll be fine. But like, I what I found out is that you know these niggas are they're down on their luck and thinking that they can come find their Wooty Woo with me, and that's not happening. That's not happening. I'm not inviting you in my home to ruin my furniture and my good sheets for 10 seconds of whatever this wooty woo is. You know what I mean? That's just, it's not happening anymore. So I really had to like, you know, set those boundaries and be like, well, you know, we can, if you want to chill, you want to be friends, you want to do activities, that's cool. But anything further than that, it's not happening. I'm not checking for it. You know, you're not getting tickets to that show, but I love your enthusiasm type shit. Like, I really had to set those boundaries because, like, men, let me tell y'all, okay? Because, so here's going to be the last fucking example because I'm I'm very embarrassed by a lot of these stories, right? Because I'm an idiot. So, because one of the big examples is, like, y'all, this nigga, right? So, I met him on Tinder, I want to say in, like, 2019, and for the most part, you know, he told me he had a couple kids, which was cool. Like, I don't mind kids. He told me, you know, he had a job, he owned his own home, and he was like, yep. And then, you know, the the mother of these children, they live in different states. So I'm like, okay, cool. So like, you know, he works like second shift, which is like two to 10 or some shit like that. And, um, he would like, we would talk, he would call me on his break. We would text and like, he would FaceTime. Well, he had an Android y'all. So I was Google duo in this nigga. And that right there should have told me all I needed to know. So we'd be messaging or we'd be on like a video call while he's at work or like in the break room or something. And so fast forward, like, I was getting a lot less time from him and he was like oh you know the baby mamas that I told you like well I guess one of them lived in New Jersey like she moved back here and you know I she's staying on my couch in the basement for a while and I'm just like that's a weird situation <laughs> like that that sounds weird that sounds strange and it sounds uncomfortable he's like no no it's cool like we, we homies from back in the day like we got to understand it and I'm just like cool so then like we will be, we would get ready to link or meet up or whatever the case was. And he would be like, well, she tripping on me. And I'm just like, well, you know, if you feel like you set boundaries and she's still violating them, then maybe you need to, you know, have the, you need to get your own place talk. And he would just be like, no, nah, no, nah, I can't do that. So then I'm just like, this is weird. So he ghosts me for like a good six months. And then he comes back into my life and I'm just like, what's wrong with you? And y'all, so he like reappears in my life and he like, so he has like a new phone number and this phone number, I guess this is his real phone number because when I add his phone number to my phone, Insta I go to Instagram later that day and they're like, you have a new contact suggestion and it's him. And you know who's on this fucking Instagram page with him? His wife. Yeah, legally, uh, do you take this woman to have and to hold, you know, marriage certificate, clerk, officiant, you know, dress, tux, uh, re reception, first dance, champagne toast wife. And not only was it his wife, it was his wife from seven years ago, okay? Because I saw the happy seventh anniversary post that she tagged him in. So I'm like, oh, 
So nobody moved here from New Jersey. You were just soft launching your current wife. I was so fucking mad. And when I tell y'all, men have no fucking shame. They have no class. They have no tact. So he keeps getting different fucking phone numbers to harass me. And be like, well, I we got an understanding. So she know what I do. I know what she do. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck about your ghetto ass. What's understood doesn't need to be explained as situation. No. That is your wife, sir. And he would like, you know, he had like followed me on Instagram. So I blocked him. So he would unfollow me. He would just re, he would create a new account and just follow me from there. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Y'all, this man with a whole ass fucking spouse. And then so like, you know, fast, I did stop hearing. So if I met him in 2019, you know, he comes back later 2020. I stopped hearing from him all the rest of 2020, all of 2021. Beginning of 2022, I get a video from a cell phone number that I do not recognize. And it's, oh, you told me not to call you unless I got a divorce. And I was like, who the fuck said that? I told you to kiss my ass and go burn in hell. That's what I said. I told you that I wanted you to meet Lucifer at the gates of fucking hell and you were headed there with gasoline fucking draws on, all right? They were, when you go to glory, you're getting sent priority mail to the fiery pits of hell, sir. That's what I said. Nobody ever said, I'll call me when you get a divorce. I told you to kiss my ass. So he's like, oh, I got the proof. We're getting a divorce. We're not together no more. And he is like pouring his heart out. So for the most part, like I know the numbers to avoid because like he's from Chicago. So he always had like Chicago phone numbers. And like for the most part, like if it's like a phone number that's local, like from my city, I try to answer it because I'm like, this could be like my family or whatever the case may be. So he learned and he started getting like 414 numbers and he's like explaining to me what happened y'all. And y'all, oh Lord. I am so sorry, y'all. I almost told that story. I can't, y'all. I I can't. He was telling me about why he was getting divorced. Obviously, the infidelity was the number one contributing factor. And he's pouring his heart out in a voicemail and in a video, like any way he can, because he knows I'm not going to answer the phone. So he's pouring his heart out. Y'all, I I really don't want to tell this story because it is just too trifling. I'm sorry. But y'all get the gist. Like you pop up back in my life with your real phone number and your real Instagram. And I see that this whole time she wasn't a baby mama. She was your legally wedded fucking spouse to have and to hold for richer, for poor and sickness and in hell. And clearly that doesn't mean shit to you. Clearly that doesn't mean a motherfucking thing y'all. So, and y'all, when I tell y'all, cause I, uh, I used to live in a different area of the city. So he knew where I lived. He would pop up at my fucking house and you know, he would use one of these new numbers to be like, oh, bring me a lighter. And I'm just like, you have 30 seconds before I call the fucking police. It was, <laughs> it, I wasn't scared, y'all. This nigga wasn't about shit. He wasn't going to do shit. And, you know, you show up at my own house unannounced. 
And I'm not responsible for what may happen to you, especially because he showed up at my house one time and I was with my uh, my my associate who participates in a, a, a street pharmaceutical lifestyle. And I was just like, you try to run up in this house and that's between you two. All right. But anyway, so I was just like, what is your pro like you law? So when I and when I did move to a different area of the city, I was just like, you know, whatever. So I had seen him at a liquor store, right? I was cause uh, he lives I know where his house is. He lives by my best friend. And so I was at the liquor store by her house. And I know he don't go to this liquor store, so he must have been out here doing some heathen trickery. And so I run into him at this liquor store and I'm in the front of the line paying for my items. He's like in the back of the line. There's like three dudes in between us. And I literally look like I saw a ghost. And so the clerk at the fucking liquor store is like, you all right? And I was just like, um, yeah, I am indeed not all right. Uh, and I just like, I was like that dude back there. Um, I have a restraining order against him and I'm not supposed to see him. So he gives me like the say less look. Three dudes come like from behind the corner and find, find, like create like this human wall in between me and like the rest of the line. Very appreciative of this. Like I really was trying to avoid this man at all costs. I get my liquor. I run out. I drive off. You know, I I really appreciated them for that. But no, y'all, these men are crazy. I'm like, you how you. What what kind of delusion, what kind of grandiose delusion that, oh, well, she just my baby mama visiting from out of town until she can get herself back on you. What kind of fucking lies are you telling yourself? And then to blame it on me and be like, well, you knew my situation. What the fuck? I, you know what? I just, maybe I am an idiot. Okay. I'm kind of slow. I'm an airhead sometimes. And especially when it comes to men. Because I I don't know a lot of liars and manipulators. Every single solitary man that has been in my life long term, my dad, my grandfathers, my uncles, they are stand up people. I don't know what liars and manipulators look like because I don't fucking know any. So yeah, sometimes I do got to get knocked on my ass to learn a lesson. But I'm just like, what the fuck? It's wrong with you niggas. And it really just hurts because I feel like I'm a decent person. Like I try to do the right thing by people. I try to be helpful. I try to, you know, treat people kindly. I try to go above and beyond for the people that are in my life. And the fact that you just lie into my face because you think you can is wild. Also, I, despite the fact that I was raised very well in a stable home and have, you know, no real interactions with the law, when I tell you I will fill a sock with nickels and beat you like a crackhead that stole out of my purse, don't play with me, okay? I, 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 I won't be doing this with you raggedy ass niggas, okay? It's just been a lot, y'all. Dating is so fucking hard. And like, especially when like the, the the dating pool, you know, the sea that they be talking about got all the fish in it. It ain't nothing but piss in there. There's there's no fish. It's piss. It's piss. There is there are really no qualified candidates. And like I, I have said this on an ep- uh, like prior episodes that like recently I have encounter encountered a lot of like good men whether they're friends or like associates or something and it has definitely showed me that like I'm just looking in the wrong places and that you know as long as I am continuing to like 
uh, like pour into the relationships that I have in the way that I am doing, I will encounter these people. Like, so I have very positive views on like men overall. I just like the ones that I have encountered, they can all go back, pack them up, ship them back wherever the fuck they need to go because yeah. So for the most part, like I just kind of steer clear of men especially when I see like certain signs like where like it takes you long too long to like think of an explanation to a question that's a lie or when you're like um you need to cancel and you don't have a reason lie so I I've been learning to see like red flags a lot more and also learning you know how to be like an active participant like I wasn't gonna fuck with no nigga with no wife because he was like, oh, well, we know what we got going on. Hell fucking no. The same way I like your blessing is never somebody else's husband. All right. I don't know who needs to hear that. Uh, I certainly know your ble- and I that was never something I was going to do. You know, I don't fuck with other people's husbands. OK, you can kiss my ass. That was just so crazy, the fact that he thought he could just throw that information out there. And I was just going to be like, oh, well, your mean old wife doesn't let you have any fun. No, I hope she finds out, divorces you, and takes everything you fucking have. All right? And if she needs anybody to testify, I will put on my legal action outfit and my legal action bob. And I will I will sing like a fucking canary on that stand in civil family court. All right? He did it, he lied, he cheated, he tried to convince me to be his mistress, give her everything he fucking owns, all right? So I'm like, I don't think you know whose side I'm on here, but it's not yours. It's it's not yours, babe. So anyway, I say this to say, clearly these men ain't shit, okay? I do lean towards every single solitary man ain't shit, but, you know, I, I'm starting to become a little bit more insightful. So what I do hope for myself is that, you know, I can become, I think especially like just my confidence, because I think definitely the podcast has helped me with my confidence because, you know, people tell me I'm funny, I'm engaging, whatever the fuck. And, you know, I I think I have better friendships now that kind of shows, you know, me being a little bit more picky about the people that I allow into my life. And I have started setting boundaries with people and just you know, looking at the relationship that we do have as opposed to the relationship that I would like with them and being accepting that at face value, like you can't get everything out of everybody, y'all. So it is what it is. But, you know, on that note, I am going to uh, wrap up (laughs) embarrassing myself on the internet for entertainment purposes, y'all, because I really am trying. I'm a work in progress, especially when it comes to dating and romance, because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But I'm really like, <laughs> I'm trying to get it together. Will I be successful? Who fucking knows what's in the cards for me? But what I do know is that I won't just be dealing with any fucking thing to say I have somebody. All right. I will be alone with a hairless cat, you know, because I got allergies, and a very comfortable lifestyle, rubbing coconut oil on my hairless cat's skin so that they say moisturize, watching Tubi movies, okay? Because we don't need all of that, all right? Me and my naked cat will be okay, all right? And on that note, y'all, if you dating an ancient nigga, or you dating an ancient bitch, or you dating an ancient 
person that is gender non-conforming, leave them alone. Leave them alone. You don't need that fucking negativity in your life. All right, tell them they can kiss your ass too, okay? I was gonna say something rude, but we don't gotta be rude. We just gotta be honest, all right? I never felt like I was like, oh, well, let me get my lick back. Let me do this. I can do you way dirtier than you can do me. I don't need to do any of that. I just need to let you go and reclaim my peace. And that's all the get back I need, honey, okay? Okay. Well, in the meantime, hope you guys have a good week. I hope you have a productive weekend or a restful weekend, whatever you need. And y'all know what the fuck it is. Until next week, stay black. <laughs>